Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is our first episode, and it's Woo! the first episode of the second season of Once Upon a Time! Yay! We are very excited. It's, uh, actually, the episode is airing as we speak. We're, uh, recording it, and we're gonna watch it here in a few minutes. But we wanted to go ahead and do a quick recap of the season finale from season one before we watch the episode, so that way... You know, it wasn't tainted by anything we see in the new episode. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to Anne-Marie, and uh, she's going to give us a quick recap. So in the season one finale, we have Henry being rushed to the hospital because he's eaten the poison turnover. And both of his mothers rushing to his side, trying to make him better, figure out what happened. And that's where you really see Emma realize, okay, the magic is real, the curse is real. What do I do to get my kid back? As any mother would know, if your kid's hurt, you're going to do absolutely anything. Which just leads us into her doing absolutely anything to save her child. She has to work with the queen and gold to get the solution. Which turns out to be true love's potion. And she has to go on the mission. Down to see Maleficent. The dragon. The dragon Maleficent. Which actually looked quite a bit like the the Disney uh, Maleficent dragon from Sleeping Beauty, which I thought was kind of neat. Even had, With like, the horns? The, in, the, in the same, like, glowing the chest. The glowing belly, yeah. The E.T. belly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it was really cool while they were doing that, they were flashing back to fairy tale land, and her father was doing the opposite. While she's fighting to retrieve the potion from Maleficent's belly, her father was fighting to put the potion there. Both of the, both situations at the behest of Rumple. Of course. Rumple rules all at this yeah. point. Let's be honest, the queen thinks she's in charge. Uh-uh, not so much. <laughs> He's the puppet master. Deity. But, <laughs> anyway. Okay, so she retrieves the potion. They... She's going up the elevator, going up the elevator where the queen is waiting at the top. And Rumpel leans over and is like, no, give it to me. She's abandoned you. And because Emma's very trusting, kind of, mm-hmm. of Rumpel, she tosses it to him and he scampers up to do whatever he really wanted to do with that potion, which was not to save Henry, who's dying because of a poisoned apple. So she eventually gets up there, realizes that the queen is... All tied up, and she's like, you fool! You fed into him! You did what he wanted! And so they, as they're getting ready to chase after him, the hospital calls, blowing up both of their phones, Henry's taking a turn, and there we go. They head off to the hospital, and we follow Rumpelstiltskin to see, what the heck was he going to do with all this? Mm-hmm. Well, so Rumpelstiltskin is in his little shiz gold shop, trying to get ready for whatever mission he thinks he's going on. And in walks Belle, who has been held captive in the bottom of the hospital for the entire episode, season, basically. And the entire, you know, 28 years or whatever, yes. whatever they've been 28 years, about. really. So, hasn't aged a bit. She looks fabulous. But, she is there. She was let loose by the Mad Hatter. Yes. Yes, I- the Mad Hatter set her loose while Henry was crashing. And everyone mm-hmm. at the hospital was... Or taking care of him as well, Mayor's son. Yeah, and and she's really uh, 
yeah, out of everything that goes on, has gone on the entire season, she's the first big, big X factor that Rumpelstiltskin didn't know about. Right, he's going this in. is the only thing he's actually been surprised by. Yeah, and it's kind of nice to see him thrown off his game. <laughs> he gets all teary eyed and misty and hugs her. He's like, oh, "I will do anything for you," and she's like, "Do I know you? What is going on?" <laughs> um, but so he leads her off. To the well, where they are, where they're starting to get to the well. Flashback to the hospital. Henry has died. We're all sad. We're dramatic. It's what we do. Both mothers start crying, and Emma, you know, wants to give him a hug and a kiss goodbye because well, she's really the mother here. Mm-hmm. And as soon as she leans over and kisses his forehead. The spell is broken. The curse is broken. And we have this lovely magic coming. Not really magic, because that's coming later. <laughs> um, this wave that goes throughout Storybrooke, mm-hmm. where everyone remembers what the heck has been going on. You see everybody you know, stop in their tracks, nearly fall over, as they realize... <gasps> I am not just a school teacher or a waitress or a dude who was in a coma for an excessive amount of time. Mm-hmm. This is, I, I what? <laughs> I can't yeah. even imagine what they were really would be thinking because be like, oh, you have a second life. Yeah, it's it, been on pause for 20 in, years. In some characters like Charming, uh, mainly, you know, had, had little hints of it before like little you know flashes and dreams and stuff but now it's all confirmed and that he was really yeah he is charming yeah and what the the creators have said is that you know there's each actor is going to be playing three characters this season they're going to be playing uh the storybrook version uh the fairy tale land version and the version that knows both of those histories right which is going to be that's some intense stretch on their acting abilities too Mm -hmm. Um, but basically, in the end, the weird thing when everybody else realizes that every, the memories are all back, the curse is broken, the queen has no idea what's going on. She's standing there, kind of watching people realize the curse is broken. She's like, wait, what? Who? I'm like, shouldn't she have gotten a little, you know, cold wind blown through? But we don't know yet. Well, plus she already knew everything, so she didn't have any massive revelation. No, there wasn't a revelation, but I feel like, I don't know, some part of the curse had to be in her as well. Mm. That she'd have, you know, gotten a twinge. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all's But, (laughs) (laughs) so there's that. And then as Rumpel and Belle are actually getting to their well... Mm-hmm. And he, she remembers, which, you know, she's like, oh, and I love you, and yada, yada, yada. And he's like, all right, let me just do this. And he dumps the true love potion into the well, and out comes magic. Dark and purple and evil magic. And it encompasses the town, and ta-da. And fade to credits. <laughs> which... Happened months and months and months ago, and now finally tonight we get to see the results of it. It's airing right now. It's almost over right now. I know, (laughs) I know. So a couple of the big things uh, we're going going to be looking for is you know what's going going to go on with Pinocchio slash August is 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 since Magic's back does that mean he's going to become a real boy or a real man again? You know because he he was solid wood. Yeah, he, he, he was petrified. He was we'll petrified, say. yes. 
And, uh, you know, we're basically going to see the town's reaction uh, to, you know, this, Every- big, this big revelation. Right. Which, you know, we could go on and we could talk more about what we're so excited for about this episode. Or we could go watch it and we could be back in about... 30 seconds after I throw on some clips from the episode to talk about it. So I think that's what we'll do. We'll be right back. Bye. What's happening? Let's find out. Promise me. Promise me you won't give in to your hate. Promise me you won't kill her. I promise. I need your help. Dr. Wales whipped everyone to a frenzy. They're going to Regina's house. They're going to kill her. Great. Let's watch. No. No, we cannot stoop to her level. No matter who she is or what she's done, killing her is wrong. He's right. Please. She's still my mom. Now you're going to kill me. Eventually. But first you need to suffer. Listening to you has been enough suffering for all of us. That's right. You wanted to see your queen? Well, my dears, here she is. Where's my mom? Where's... They're gone. Henry, I'm sorry. No, you're not. You really are the evil queen. Get Emma and Mary Margaret back. And until then, leave me, leave everyone alone. And we're back. What a phenomenal episode. And right off the top, I have to say, the name of this podcast, Greetings from Storybrooke, one of Opening. the first things you see in the episode. So We didn't know. SEO out the wazoo for our podcast, I guess. <laughs> Ironically, uh, the, uh, the little uh, postcard thing that he yeah. had, uh, originally that was... Basically that, with the clock tower and the welcome from Storybrooke, that's a design I had for the album art for the podcast, but I wanted to, it to be a bit more readable. So I, I, I have what we have now with Rumpel sitting there and, you know, the big Once Upon a Time and everything. But, hey, we were in the episode! Woo! So, excellent, excellent. So, uh, quick hit, quick 30. What did you think of the episode, Amory? Uh, loved it. Loved it. It hit enough of the points. And it's just, I mean, there's so many things open now. So I can't wait to get through mm-hmm. what we have. Yeah, and, and I'll just say very quickly, like, I was a little concerned about how, the, what the dynamic of the show was going to be now, because right. that was such a radical change, but... Well, that opening, mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't even, I yeah. still don't even know. Did, did we know who that guy was? Uh, I didn't know who that guy was. If yeah. you knew who that guy was, you <laughs> got up on me. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm not completely sure. Actually, uh, why, why don't you uh, go ahead and take us through the first minute or two of the episode real quick, and I'll try and find out who that guy, <laughs> who was, that guy was. We were thinking, because uh, in the preview for next week, they show a certain character that's coming. We thought it might be him, but I'll, I'll check here real quick. Are you talking about the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think it's him, though. Not enough eyeliner. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so the first... Um, the whole opening scene, it's a guy in what appears to be New York, I think it was, Central Park. There were the horse-drawn carriages and all that. Though they did emphasize on the horse, the medallion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, the queen took over New York City. What, what, <laughs> what did I just miss in three months? 
Um, but it just, it had a whole different filming style and everything. It was very removed. And at first I thought we recorded the wrong thing until I started to see, okay, those are the right people who are supposed to be in this. Mm -hmm. And then the guy gets into his apartment, starts raining, tries to shut his window, can't shut his window, getting angry. In comes a bird bringing the postcard that says, greetings from Storybrooke. And it also said, broken. Broken. Which would be the episode title. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm looking here. Uh, there's no uh, specific confirmation on who the guy was. But mm-hmm. it, like I, I said it as we were watching the episode. A lot of people are thinking it's Bay. Uh, Rumpel's kid. Right. And it, that, that, if it was him, that would mean that they've been in contact. Because for him to know what broken means as far as the curse. Right. He would, he would have to know about the curse because he left... Uh, fairytale land long before the curse happened. That's actually what kind of motivated the creation of the right, curse. Right, right. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see. To see if it, you know, they go mm-hmm. back to that scene at the beginning. Is it going to be like its own yeah. little vignette until they? Yeah, I, I could see. Join. I could. I could see them for the next several episodes having a real brief opening scene with that guy making his way to Storybrooke, or you. you you never know. They, they might just blow right our in. minds and he'll be there at the beginning of the next episode in there in the thick of it. But I don't see that happening. Yeah, yeah. They, they'll probably draw it, it out so a little bit more. It was so separate. Especially if it is Bay, you know. Yeah, there's gotta be a journey. Because mm-hmm, if, if he gets reunited with Rumple, then uh, things are gonna pick up pace rather quickly, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah. Okay, but uh, then we get back into Storybrooke and, um, you know, it's basically right after we left off in the finale. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, Snow and Prince Charming uh, standing there, their loving reunion. And then the whole gang shows up. We have, you know, uh, Red and her grandma and the seven dwarfs show up. And then uh, Emma shows up and things get a little awkward. A little tense. Very awkward hug. I've had some very awkward hugs in my day. That was a very awkward hug (laughs) between them. It was, and, you know, Snow pushes it throughout the entire thing. We're your family. We want to talk to you. We've been separated from you for 28 years. Mm-hmm. Just like you've been separated from us. Aren't you happy? And, and Emma's I can just see not... Emma's thing. You left me. Mm-hmm. You sent me away. She's just not that into them. No. No, she's just not that into them. Yeah, well, it, I, I thought that was uh, pretty interesting that even though... Now that Emma believes in magic and she believes that everyone are, is these fairy tale characters, that she's still playing the part of the reluctant hero. Right. You know, which is kind of her role in the series. It's her thing. But, it's her thing. But uh, it, it'll be interesting to see. But, you know, they, they reunite and uh, then they, they go off to find Mr. Gold because he's the guy who did everything. Right. Gold and, is the bad guy. And right as they're heading out, uh, Jiminy Cricket <laughs> shows up. I'm just going to start referring to everyone with their fairy tale names right. now. Right, well, we're going to go back and forth, let's yeah. be honest here. But, uh, you know, Jiminy Cricket sh- shows up and he's like, hey, Dr. Whale is taking a huge mob over there to kill Regina. As you see, <laughs> hordes of people behind him charging, rumble, 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 get the queen. And Yeah, so, so uh, well, we'll talk about a bit why later, but they right. go over, they go to stop him. And it, it purely actually, because Henry says, mm-hmm. "Don't let them kill my mom," which is one of the th- issues I had with the episode. But yes, we'll get to that we'll in a little bit. 
But, you know, Regina tries to use her, her mystical, magical, evil queen powers, and no luck. <sighs> she just does a really dramatic flare and looks like... And everyone goes, ah, nothing's <laughs> happening. Maybe the most ridiculous the character has ever looked. Right. Walt Lyme might have pointed to going, ha! Because even though I knew it was coming from a preview, still. Yeah, but there's a, a you know, then Emma and Charming and Snow show up and... Get, Get Dr. Whale to back off. But there's a little bit of a confrontation. There and is some confrontation. Nobody knows who Dr. Whale was. In yeah. How how did the story, or the fairy tale in, people not know Whale? Mm-hmm. Which we do have a really good theory on that from a user on Reddit that we'll be getting to uh, a little later in the episode. Which I'm, I'm really glad they didn't make a big reveal on him tonight. Because this guy has a, has a pretty decent theory. It's a good one. It's a good one. But uh, then... You know, Regina tells them that fairy tale land is no more. And it doesn't exist. There's nothing there. It's inaccessible. There. You know, because they, they throw her in jail. And uh, they, they're like, why aren't we back there? And she's like, it doesn't exist anymore. Which is interesting. But we find a little bit more about that later in the episode. We've got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So much went down in this episode. So much going on. So much going like, on. Like, I would almost say this episode was more jam-packed than almost the entire first season combined, as far as, like, just story development and getting things moving. There were so many things, but, like, where we hit the ground running. There was no walking or inching in. It was, boom, here's the story, ready, set, go. Yeah. And here's another curveball. And this one. There's another and this one. one. Oh, you want somebody else here? Try these three characters. Yeah. Yeah, and it, we we should go ahead Let's and mention yes. um, the the fairy tale land story is already getting into play here. It's Sleeping Beauty. Uh, Prince Philip shows up to reclaim his true love. It gives her the kiss of true love. Right, and then this big wraith thing shows up that... and goes to attack him. Dementors. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dementors. Yes, they were very much like the Harry Potter there, there was no very much. It was they copied, pasted, <laughs> and did a little smudge. Like, that was a Dementor. It had the same power as a Dementor. Pretty, so, yeah, even, even, had even, they taken on J.K. Rowling? No, they even <laughs> the, the, the soul-sucking effect was yes, a little bit. The, ex- yeah. the whole, like, computer, however they did that, there was no real soul-sucking, of course. Well, I, I, I think Warner Brothers technically owns Harry Potter, uh, so I doubt that'll be one of the doors in Jefferson's hat. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt the Harry Potter world. Yes, there'll be no Harry Potter world in the hat. But, you know, in basically, you know, the Dementor or the Wraith attacks Prince Philip and he cuts off this pendant from it. Uh, and we see we see the pendant, he, he picks up the pendant, he puts it away, right. and then we come back to uh, Storybrooke. Well, yeah. Yeah. Where I uh, and, and we, did, we did kind of breeze over it, but Mr. Gold has made a promise to Belle not to kill Regina. So he goes, he goes in the back of his shop and he grabs an identical pendant to the one that Prince Philip got off of the Wraith in Storybrook or in Fairytale Land and uh, goes uh, over to the jail and kind of presses it into Regina's hand and leaves a big old mark. Um, and, and then, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of a breakdown between uh, Snow, Charming, and Emma about... It, Emma just really doesn't want to... She's still trying to get her mind wrapped around everything. Right. And she doesn't want to talk uh, parental relations right. at like, the moment. Right, like, really? Can we, can we try and figure out what's going on <laughs> before we sit down and have a heart-to-heart with many, many bottles of wine? Mm-hmm. What was the one line Snow had? Snow had a really good line there. Um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to see if I wrote that down here. I see Dementors. 
Oh, no, she just had a great one-liner. Oh, I can't remember it. Darn it. Welcome I should, back. I should have written that down. But anyway, uh, Rumpel uses the pendant to call forth the wraith into the real world to go after Regina and right, basically Right, because then he is technically not killing her. Yeah. He has summoned a beast to take care of the situation. Classic gold. Classic, Classic gold. gold. Pass the buck. Pass mm. the buck. I didn't do it. I don't know what you're talking about. I just instituted it. But... Yeah. So, um, you know, the wraith, the wraith shows up right as Emma is confronting Gold, and and uh, then, you know, Belle leaves, and she's like, well, I, I don't like that. Oh, go ahead. No, you're good. It's cider. But she, she's basically, I don't like the wordplay, I don't like the trickery, I'm out. And the wraith shows up and goes to get Regina, and because of Henry, which I have major problems with, I'll, uh, I'll get back soon. to that later. The promise that Emma made to Henry, they rush over to the jail to save Regina. Ridiculous. And, and you know, they, they get the wraith to go away for a little bit, uh, but uh, then... They, they know it's coming back. They know it's coming back, and Regina has a way to capture it in the form of Jefferson or the Mad Hatter's hat. Right. So they, they head back over to her mansion. Oh, we should go back to a uh, fairy tale land here for a possibly couple yes. Okay, so uh, I don't know if we mentioned it before, but Mulan uh, was actually she helped Prince Philip get through the twenty eight years. Yeah, well, well, she she helped Prince Prince Philip, uh, you know, get to Sleeping Beauty and re- Aurora, rescue Aurora, right. and. So, you know, they're all traveling together, and at some point we see that Prince Philip has the same mark on his hand that Gold gave Regina to kind of, you know, make sure the Dementor knew to right take them. Basically, he's been trying to hide this, though, and while neither of the girls are paying attention, he's like, hey, just gonna go get some firewood, be right back. And they're waiting, and they're waiting, and he's gone. They get one... Uh, Aurora comes out from behind her tent. He's not there. He's like, she's like, hey, Mulan, where'd he go? And she's like, I thought he was in with you. Mm-hmm. They look around. The horses are gone. Prince Philip has escaped. Why do you escape two princesses? Because you're marked with the Dementor sign. Yes. Sorry, the rat. <laughs> it, Mulan kind of deduces this and, uh, you know, sets off to go after him and... Aurora kind of forces herself in to come along, and it's kind of implied that Mulan is in love with Prince Philip, which is interesting. Like, it, which you can kind of see, you can tell who's going to help somebody for a year to try and find somebody else, unless mm-hmm. there was some sort of connection or you owe them, and you could tell it was definitely not a you owe me type of deal. Mm-hmm. She had that glimmer in her eye. Come on, girls, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you look at him, you're like. <sighs> That's the look she has. So now we're back to story. Bro. And back to story, back, bro. Back and forth, back and forth. And they're they're at Regina's crib, and <laughs> <laughs> at, they're at Regina's crib, and they have Jefferson's hat, and they, they're getting ready to try and trap the wraith in it. And for some reason, it just won't work because magic is different here. Magic's different, and Regina does not have it. 
No. So, so Snow and Charming are, you know, they they basically turn brooms into makeshift torches to keep the wraith back. Cause it I enjoyed went... that. They're a little old-fashioned, but so am I. <laughs> Fabulous Charming. Fabulous. Love it. Definitely. Oh, Prince Charming. Oh, Charming. But, so they're... They're waving these giant torches. They set the bar on fire with some liquor. Mm-hmm. That was a classic. I love it. This was one of my favorite scenes. Not Maybe Coyote Ugly is one of the little, worlds in the hats. Little Coyote Ugly? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I can see it. I can see it. Shots! But, <laughs> so, Regina's back there trying. She's like, I can't get it. It won't work. Emma goes over to her. Gives her a little touch on the shoulder. And because Emma's Emma... Boom! Here comes the magic. The hat opens up just the way they've been trying, and in goes the magic. Yes, and then in goes Emma. Emma. And, and Snow. In goes Snow after her uh, to try and save I've her. lost her once. I'm not losing her again. The classic fight. And so Regina doesn't know if they're dead or they're in a different world or they're stuck in that room with a bunch of doors. She doesn't know what's going on, or at least she doesn't say. And I believe she doesn't know. She looked, yeah. she was just shocked that the hat opened up for them, I think. And, you know, Prince Charming, obviously, is not too happy about the whole situation. His, his newly rediscovered daughter and his rediscovered wife are, are gone again. Gone now. He tried to find uh, them. He try, trying to save the evil queen, the woman who brought who all he this wanted misery. To kill. Yeah. And, uh, but, and so he, he's, he's getting pretty aggressive with her, but. Her magic's back. So, so thanks, Emma. Thanks for giving the queen her magic back. Mm-hmm. So she basically wraps him up in some uh, magic tree roots, and she's about to kill him, and in comes Henry. Mom! Mom! <laughs> yeah, again, showing affection for this. We'll get anyway, to that. We'll get to we'll that. We'll get to that. And he basically tells her he wants nothing to do with her until they're back, until Snow and Emma are back from wherever they are. Which leads me to think, like, it, it, last all of last season, I didn't think there was any redemption, especially towards the end in showing what happened in, you know, storybook or fairy tale land and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think there was any chance of redemption for the queen. I think that might be a little bit what that, that was about, that ultimatum. Maybe her love for Henry... Potentially will allow her to find redemption, but it's the evil queen, so probably queen. not. She's she's not no. But if there's any going to be, if there's, there's any hope, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. So it's a little thread. Yeah, just little thread. A tiny little thread. Okay, so uh, anyway, the, the queen has her mission. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to keep going. Okay, yeah, the queen has her mission. She has to get Emma and Snow back to regain the love of Henry. Uh, it, and Bell comes back to Rumple and said, "In he's like, you have to go. I'm a monster." And she's like, "I know. That's why I have to stay." Oh, uh, romance. Gotta love Lots it. Lots of romance. Yeah. Lots of romance in Storybrooke. And so then to wrap up the fairy tale land story, which I I was I actually wrote down here. I usually. Almost prefer the fairy tale land story over the storybook story oh, yeah. a, a lot of the times, and I wrote, you know, for once it has me feeling really, really like mad. Yeah. And until you, 
know. This got me. Yeah, it, it basically they're they're. We forgot to mention that the wraith came and took Prince Philip, and he he did turn around and say "I love you," but it wasn't clear. To, it wasn't was clear saying, because they were right next to each other, the camera angles. But of course, that's what they were trying to do. Yeah, yeah. They're you weren't sure if he was talking to Mulan or Aurora. But, you know, they lay him to rest, and then they hear kind of the shuffling over in the center of the room, and they go over, and Mulan's like, whoever is under here, you know, they're the ones responsible for bringing the wraith here and taking Philip's life. And they pull it back, and it's Emma and Snow. So basically, this whole fairy tale land story has been going on at the same time as the story in Storybrooke from this episode, which but made you it... Left... Oh, go ahead. You left off. Where once Mulan is explaining what has happened while Aurora was asleep, mm-hmm. Aurora thinks she was out for a year. First of all, how she has any clue as to the time constraints while she was asleep, I don't know. But <laughs> she thinks it's a year, Mulan's like, no. It's been 28 years. You know the evil queen Regina? Yeah. She said a massive curse over all of fairy tale and that somehow missed this corner. What? How did the curse miss that corner? Don't know yet, but it has left that part untouched. But it did cause darker things to happen because while Mulan and Philip were trying mm-hmm. to find Aurora, they'd come across they would get stopped. They'd get stopped and then there was they did have a safe haven for everyone who was in that area of fairy tale land. But once the curse was broken, they were able to get through, and that's how they finally did find Aurora. Mm-hmm. And then we see Emma and, and Snow. And then we see Emma and Snow, and, it, you know, it, it's basically between the speech from Mulan and discovering them that you figure out that the stories are going on at the same time. Right. Which, For the first time, because you never mm-hmm. know, there could have been other stories that were happening at the same time now. Yeah. This is now opening up a whole different world. Yeah, like, I, I kind of wonder if they're going, to, from here on out, that the stories going on in Fairytale Land are, all, are not going to be flashbacks anymore and are going to be, you know, modern day what's going on over there while things are going on in Storybrooke. I mean, I'm sure they'll probably have... But now there's enough characters in both. Mm-hmm. There's modern characters in Fairytale Land and, of course, fairy tale characters in Storybrooke. Yeah. And they all, they all know now. So, yeah. and there we have it. Yeah, a crazy, crazy, crazy just jam-packed episode, blew my mind, like, now I can kind of see where they're going to be going with this season, and I, I'm even more excited than I was to begin with. Totally. But uh, we, we both have a couple points here that we want right. to talk about. I guess uh, we're kind of talking about my first one right now, is the fact that they're in sync, and, and I kind of wonder uh, if Jefferson's hat is going to be the only gateway there has to be more than one. Regina has so much fairy tale land in Storybrooke. Mm-hmm. There's the chamber with all the hearts. There's Maleficent's castle. There's Snow's tomb. Mm-hmm. There's all of that that we know is there. There's um, the crash. Crash. Well, not well. Well, there's the well. Yeah. But. Seven dwarfs. Seven dwarfs go down in a... Where did they... Henry went down there. Not a tomb. Mine? Mine! 
<laughs> there we I go. can't think at all tonight. Mine. Totally fine. Blame totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but I, there are so many crossovers already in Storybrooke. This leads me to believe. Does Regina even know that she didn't touch that one part? Mm-hmm. Because she says she says yeah she it's cla- gone yeah she claims she doesn't know anything she claims she doesn't know and it is Regina. I'm sure if nothing else that Gold knows though. Gold knows almost all. Yeah, and and he's not telling he's, <laughs> as he said in this telling. episode. He's not telling. No, he's not telling anything. He's he's running schemes upon schemes upon schemes upon schemes. As he has for decades. Mm-hmm. Decades. He's he's my favorite. Like in our zero episode, we talked favorite characters. Rumpelstiltskin slash Gold is my favorite character. I don't know if he's going to end up being the hero of the piece. Well, I mean, obviously Emma's the hero, hero. The hero, hero. But I don't know if he's going to end up being a, on the side of the angels or the demons or the devils. But I. I I love him above any other character on there. Although I, I hear Captain Hook this year is going to be pretty solitary. Captain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now uh, you you had a okay. One of the things that I pulled out of this, and it was kind of said pretty quietly, when um, Emma and Snow and Charming barge into Gold while the Wraith is out, mm-hmm. starting to tear up Storybrooke. Um, just as they're leaving, Emma says something to Gold. I missed exactly what she said. And he goes, remember, you still owe me. Oh, yes. The favor from the favor. From season one. He, she still owes him. And she doesn't deny it in any way. She just nods mm-hmm. and goes on. Yeah. And so the- that could be, I mean, it's Gold. Mm-hmm. Who knows what he's going to cash in on? Especially now that she is in fairytale land. Yeah, I, I wonder if he knows what he's going to cash in on or if he's just, you know, kind of saving it for a rainy day or if he has something very specific in mind with that. He always seems to have something very specific. Yeah, but he also he, he also likes making deals. Just he for just the sake of fun. making deals. He thinks yeah. it's fun. So that could go in so many different directions. I just mm-hmm. can't wait to see whether it is one of those kind of throwaway deals. Whatever, yeah. here, let me do this. Or is it going to be a game changer? Mm-hmm. I I don't I don't know maybe maybe it's not even important what it is it's just the fact that he has that to hang over her yeah, head. Too. I think that right now that's the important part is he still controls Emma. Mm-hmm. Whether and she can't deny it because he helped her. Yeah. So. Okay, uh, something I wanted to talk about, and I, I kind of you may have to caught on to this by now. WTF, Henry? <laughs> the whole episode he is. Showing uh, affection for and defending Regina. When the entire first season, his big goal was to take down Regina. And now he finally has everyone in town on his side. Everyone knows that she's the evil queen. Every A mob is going over to finally take her out once and for all. And he's like, she's still my mom. He's never called her mom. Ever. Ever. Never. WTF, Henry. And that's really, like, that's all that I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, I, I kind of wish I, no I kind of wish the turnover had taken him out now. No, you don't. No, because no, then the queen be de- would be dead, and uh, we wouldn't have a very exciting <laughs> rest of the second season. <laughs> it, you, you know, it, the whole series would wrap up by episode three, because and, the main antagonist was And gone. then this would be a really boring podcast. 
Yeah, 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 pretty much. A very short run. Very short run. Four <laughs> episodes. There you go. Thanks for coming. Okay, and you had something else you wanted All to right, about? my last major point was, um, how did Mulan and Prince Philip hook up? Like, their stories, in anything I've ever heard, do not cross. Well, the thing is, and what's really interesting, is that Mulan isn't a story book character she's a a historical figure that's actually a true story that happened which kind which that and we'll we'll talk about it a little bit in uh, our viewer feedback here or listener feedback but uh the creators have said that you know they're not necessarily limited to fairy tales here so yeah obviously with mulan they're proving that because you know she was a historical figure yes she was a disney movie which i'm sure is why they really used her they didn't let's use her be honest they're... they're so not against using the disney characters they're not big history buffs no <laughs> you know they're, no. they're using her because she's but in the, from the movie they're just you know casting a very large net to fool mm-hmm. people like disney she... i would just like to say let's get down to business to defeat the queen i don't even know where that's from that's from Mulan. I never saw it. You never saw Mulan? No. Homework for next week. You have to see <laughs> Mulan. <laughs> I should have watched it knowing she was in the season, but I had no idea she was in the first episode. I can't believe I pulled out a, a Disney song and, I'm and impressed I, I was by the your... only one at the table who got it. There's only two of us here, dear. Shame. Anyway. <sighs> okay, so. Okay. So, I mean... We've pretty much covered the next two. Yeah, we've pretty much... Go to your question. Okay. So, again, a very, very exciting episode. Very pumped for season two. Unfortunately, the trailer for season two, we were going to talk about it, but there wasn't a lot there. It was just a bunch of, like, flashes of this, that, and the other. Although I do think it's the first time we've actually seen Hook's face. It's the first time we've seen Hook's face. Mm -hmm. We saw... Um, Lancelot, I believe it was. Yeah, Lancelot, Lancelot. and the Lady of the Lake, which I think she was in last season. She was too. in last season, but she's going to get her whole episode. Since the trailer didn't give too much, I'll go ahead and read you the episode summary. If you don't want to be spoiled, just uh, fast forward about a minute to the podcast. Okay, the episode's called... Wait, I'll, I'll give you a chance to... Forward. Get forward. away. You should not be right. listening right now. Okay, the episode's called We Are Both. And the, the description is, while Regina continues to find a way to regain her magical powers, David continues his quest to uncover the whereabouts of Mary, Margaret, and Emma. And the seven dwarfs discover what happens when any of the townspeople try to step past the, si- the city limits of Storybrook. Sorry about that. Meanwhile, in the fairy tale land that was, as her wedding day to King Leopold approaches, Regina is confronted by a man of magic who promises to help her become independent and break free from her mother Cora's clutches. So we're going backwards again. Yeah, we're going to get That's some flashbacks. That's definitely a flashback. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out how the queen got her rad magical powers. Rad magic powers. Uh, which might explain why they, they were kind of hard to start up in this episode. Too. Right. And uh, we're going to see if people can leave Storybrooke now, which would Sounds be... Sounds like a no. Uh, th- well, they discover what happens. Right. The dwarfs. Okay. As was before, bad things happen when you try to leave Storybrooke. You know, they could probably get out if Stealthy was still around. Oh, Stealthy. If Stealthy was there, they'd be good. Cheers to Stealthy. I'm going to pour one out for Stealthy. Pour one out for Stealthy. 
<laughs> yeah, but that's next week, and Barbara Hershey is back as uh, the Queen's mother, which will be fun. And I loved a he- her. Oh, loved definitely. Her. And obviously, we'll be back next week with an episode on that. But now we're going to get to uh, some listener feedback, or rather, theories. I, I, you know, since we had only had a zero episode, we really, I don't know if we have many listeners at all. If we do, thank you. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but I went ahead and posted on the Once Upon a Time subreddit saying, if anyone had any fun uh, fan theories, to go ahead and send them in and we'd read them on the show. And we did get one from, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to pronounce this username here. It's kind of crazy. It's Farcure318Seer, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a... You know who you are. <laughs> you know what you did. And he, <laughs> and he has a theory on who Dr. Whale is, which is why I'm glad uh, he didn't get revealed tonight. Okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and read it verbatim, and then we can talk about it a little bit. Okay. Theory. Dr. Whale is Dr. Frankenstein. Get your tinfoil hats out, gang, because I'm about to start listing vague and obscure clues, crazy hobo ranting style. Like and uh, yeah, oh yeah, and he 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 did his due diligence too. Okay, uh, his first point is the classic Universal horror films Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein were directed by one James Whale. Mm-hmm. Which, which uh, you know, he kind of stretching it, but I could I could see them doing a little. I could see them like doing that. something like that. Totally. Okay, the episode airing closest to Halloween this year is called The Doctor. A Frankenstein, I, th- I think it's actually, is it called The Doctor or Dr. Whale? It's something, it definitely references uh, Dr. Whale. And a Frankenstein episode would be perfect for a Halloween special. <laughs> uh, we- now we're stretching here, now we're stretching, but, but it makes sense. Yeah, I can see them doing that. I though. can see it. Okay. In Dr. Hopper's notes on Dr. Whale in the Untold Stories Facebook app, which I've not checked out. We should probably check that out. I was, yeah. I, my computer was crashing. I, yeah, I it, tried. He has a link to it here, too. Uh, we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, Hopper mentions that Whale has a god complex. Frankenstein is, Dr. Frankenstein is famous for shouting, Now I know what it's like to be God after his creation comes to life. That he, and that he frames himself the victor in all conflicts. Frankenstein's name is literally Victor. And that he feels persecuted and misunderstood. <clears throat> uh, you know, in obviously torches, um, you, you know, the, the villagers coming after Doc, Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah, that could probably lead to a persecution complex. Uh, that was me kind of paraphrasing him. Yeah, there was a lot there. Okay. Now, in the Singlebrook dating videos they did, I believe, for Comic-Con this past summer, yes. where it was kind of, you know, dating videos for all the characters, Whale suggests that he would take a lady friend to his condo where they would listen to the very best of Sting and the sparks will fly. This is the one I think is the most tinfoil hatty. Uh, the sparks bit could be an obvious reference to the dramatically pyrotechnic lab equipment that Frankenstein always uses in his films, or to, seems to use in his films. What's less obvious is the fact that Sting once played Dr. Frankenstein in a remake of The Bride of Frankenstein called The Bride. Also worth noting, Whale's on-screen ID in that video notes that he, he is good at making friends. Uh, yeah, as, you know, in making a man like uh, the Frankenstein monster. And that's his favorite uh, little hint of the bunch, which I think uh, that's probably the most stretching it. That was the most tinfoil hat, but... I'm liking them. Yeah, like I, I, these I, are great. And if not, can you write for the show a little bit? 
Can you get yeah. a little, I don't know, a little side thing? Someone call for, for, on Reddit uh, to yeah. for the show. Yes, definitely. Uh, okay, and his last point is, this one isn't really a clue, but it's worth pointing out that when people got their memories back, most looked elated to finally remember who they were. Dr. Whale looked like he was con- contemplating having done quite a few awful, awful things. Things that deeply unsettled him to suddenly remember. Which, uh, you saw a little bit of that in this episode, too, when Prince Charming asked him, who are you? He's like, that's my business. You know, he's very guarded about yes, it. Yes, definitely. Okay, uh, and he concludes, so there's my evidence. The question is, if I'm right, what does this mean? Frankenstein isn't exactly a fairy tale, or even fairy tale-esque like Alice in Wonderland or Peter Pan. There's no magic in the story. Well, eh, eh. well kind of. Yeah. Uh, could there be a door in Jefferson's hat that leads to a world where science is used like magic to accomplish things that even our science can't? It would be a world where we would see people like Captain Nemo, H.G. Wells the Time Traveler, and Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. I would love it if this were the case, but we'll have to wait and see. Well, you know, I was... You were going this route. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mulan isn't exactly a fairy tale. Neither is that. And earlier today, in anticipation for the episode, I was reading, you know, some interviews the creators had done and everything. We'll put a link to this in the show notes, too, uh, on Entertainment Weekly. Edward uh, Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, two of the main writers for the show, were doing an interview, and, and they had this to say. Edward said, Go back and look at the pilot when you see Henry's book, and the book flips through the pages of illustrations from different stories. Also the episode with the Mad Hatter, where you see all the doors to all the other worlds. If you pause those doors, there are some that look different than what you might think. Yeah, as in, because they, they, they had been asked, are we only going to see fairy tale characters? And then Adam Horowitz says, fairy tales are ground zero. They're the first stories we hear. Will Chewbacca show up in Storybrooke? Probably not, because that's a Lucasfilm property. And then Kitsis says, but he's welcome to. So they are definitely open to uh, not just fairy tale characters like we've seen Mulan in this episode... I, I would be interested to see uh, what the limits would be. I, I'm sure how it's probably, far they're going to push it. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's probably as far as rights issues. Right, went, definitely. But I mean, you know, Disney. Something that's kind of enticing to me: Disney owns Marvel now. Right. One of those doors could lead to the Marvel universe, and they are doing a Marvel TV show on ABC. I believe it's either going to be a mid-season replacement, or it's being de- developed for next fall. So they could definitely tie in with either the Marvel comic universe or the Marvel uh, movie universe. And now you've just completely geeked out. I have. I have. have. (laughs) Yep. There's so much. I just can't wait to see what we got next week and Mm -hmm. to see how this all really just develops and where they're going to focus most of their... Mm -hmm. Because you know how last season they really focused on one main story, a little bit on everything else, but I mean they just set up so much where are they going to take it oh yeah and you know I was very excited uh, all summer for the show to come back Mm -hmm. now I'm like three times as excited as I ever was because I see where they're going and I like it I like it Okay, I want to go ahead and thank Varsher318Seer from Reddit <laughs> again uh, for, for sending us his theory if you want to send in your own theories feedback on the show uh, 
Once Upon a Time inspired recipes, uh, I will fan make fiction. a recipe if you give it normal ones. Yeah, if you send us a good recipe, she'll make it. We'll eat it on the show. <laughs> I'll take pictures for you. But you can send that. Our email address is greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. It was in the episode. Woo! Uh, our, our Twitter is gfstorybrook. And my Twitter is at Bill Meeks. And my Twitter is at A-M-D-E-S-I-M-O-N-E. Good you spell it out. (laughs) But uh, we are so excited for the season. We're so excited to be doing the show. And we want to hear from you. Anything you want to get in touch with us about, things you liked about the episode, theories, anything. Comments, feedback, questions, anything, please. Please get to us. And I mean, if you want to send us a little MP3... With, with a one to two minute voicemail. We'll play the whole thing. Why not? We'll pat it out with it. No problem. <laughs> but I, did you have anything else you want to talk about? No, I think that's... I'm just so... I can't wait. And I think this is going to be a really good mm-hmm. season. And I'm really liking doing this podcast to get a chance to talk about it. Oh, yeah. You know, see, it's just nice to get a good, you know, 40 minutes or an hour to just sit down and geek out about Once Upon Completely a Time. Completely geek out about Once Upon a Time. Yeah, oh. Oncers. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Oncers. Hashtag Oncers. Hashtag Magic is here. Hashtag Magic is here. Okay, well, I think that's about it. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And until next week, greetings Greetings from from Storybrooke. Storybrooke.